Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, the NFL season is in full swing and you might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. What's up, y'all? It's your man Lloyd Spence, and I am excited about all the things that's going on at BetOnline.ag. Some incredible lines this week. You gotta go check them out. From the game spreads and the totals to team and player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always my favorite, the online casino as well, because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them your man Lloyd sent you on over. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise. Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy, and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. I am thrilled to be back in the flow once again. Uh, Charlie, I have missed you terribly, man. Well, I miss you as well. And um, I know your uh, reasoning for missing was um, something you all had to deal with, with with as a family. So we'll uh, yeah, be yeah. praying for you guys. Um, I know it's a tough, tough situation and deal. Uh, but it's yeah. definitely great to see you see you again and uh, be back on the on the show with you. Yeah, man, it, it is good. It, you know, for the, a lot of the people who are regular noisemakers know uh, my wife and I lost our fathers in the span of 24 hours, which is a little strange, but uh, we survived it. We're better. We're, we're on the other side. They're both men of faith, and so we know that they are both in better places. So we, uh, we have hope, and that's all you really want at the end of the day anyway, uh, hoping something greater than yourself. And we, we for us, we call that Jesus, but other people call it other things, but that's what we call it. <laughs> so anyway, glad to see you, man. I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, listen, we got a good one today. Uh, I get to catch up on what I've missed, and I've missed quite a bit. So, man, from what I can tell, I've been reviewing, man. It's a mad, mad world out there in the ACC. We uh, It's, it's kind of wild going on right now, all the things that's going on in the ACC. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm ready to run it down. I hope you are, man. Uh, well, you know, I'm I'm excited this week. I, I wonder why, Charlie. I wonder why. Now, listen, I came prepared tonight, man. I came prepared. <laughs> I got my squad. I'm repping my squad. But uh, I'm a little nervous. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I won't lie to you. But um, should be a good good contest. Uh, you know, two teams. <laughs> 
that uh, you know, I sure hope so. Yeah, it, it'd be a good contest. You know, I, I thought I didn't really, I didn't get a chance to see them watch or watch them play uh, Notre Dame uh, this right. past weekend, but I saw the score, and I was just trying to figure because you know we gave up forty-two points or whatever it was, uh, Florida State gave up forty-two points to Notre Dame, and I'm trying to figure out well what did Louisville do to hold them to twelve. And it, it listen, I, I went back and watched a little bit of the game. First of all, it was a hard game to watch because both teams were not very good. <laughs> but it, I don't know, man. I, it was weird. It was just a weird, weird game. You know, and it's funny because all year long, it's been Louisville's defense that has failed them. This time, Louisville's defense actually played pretty good. And I don't know. That's, that's a weird team, man. But. We'll get into that just just a minute. Let's start at the top of this thing, uh, man. I listen. I missed two weeks of everything, so I'm catching up with everything. Wow, Clemson. I listen. I don't think anybody's at this point. I don't know if anybody can stop them, man. In two weeks, they put up 115 points. <laughs> they put up 100. At 15 points and held two opponents to a total of 24 points, and and Miami had 17 of those. So I can they be stopped, Charlie? Can they be stopped? Um, I'm sure they're. I don't know about in the ACC. Um, <laughs> That's not good. It's going to be. It'll be tough because right now they're playing uh, at a high level, and on both sides of the ball. And of course, they have the difference maker at quarterback when it comes to you know offensively putting up numbers. Uh, that's something that you know in this day and age, as we see with Alabama, yeah, um, you know the defense can be subpar, yeah, um, and or give up you know some points. Uh, but when you have an offense that you know they have a lot of weapons, um, they know the system. Yeah, the quarterbacks making good decisions and throws, and you have a running game to go along with it. I mean, it it's like the defense. You know, you may give up, you know, twenty points. Yeah, but you know, if you go get a, if you get a few stops here and there, you go out, you go outlast that deal because yeah, you, your offense scoring points, you know, at a, on a regular basis, and so it's going to be hard. I mean, right yeah. now they're playing well. Um, only thing that you're hoping. If your opposing team is that they get hit with the COVID protocols in some form or fashion, oh, oh, uh, oh, maybe, you know they get contact tracing. We don't want nobody to catch the virus, but right, right, contact tracing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's what you're hoping that some of their guys miss games or miss that game that you're playing. <laughs> but you Man. never know. I mean, they got backups behind backups. Right? Man, they look they look good, and Trevor Lawrence actually is starting to look better than he ever has, which is even scarier he looks better and and more uh uh con, you know content in the pocket like he's not nervous he's not jittery he's not he looks like an nfl quarterback um man i don't know i don't know it's gonna be tough marco is booing him already <laughs> shout out to marco and anybody else that would like to comment feel free to drop your comments in the comment section uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, feel free to drop your comments in the uh, comment section. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on some of the stuff that we're going to cover in this. Uh, yeah, Clemson looks incredibly dominant. Speaking of Miami, 
they lost the, a tough one to Clemson. Uh, I don't know if they were ever truly in that game. I think this was the first time I thought all season long. I did catch a little bit of that one. Uh, it, this is the first time I thought all season that De'Eric looked young. Like he looked like a young player. And it looked like Clemson threw him a few things that he wasn't quite ready for. But, man, he, he bounced back the next week against Pitt. So, <laughs> uh, still threw a couple of uh, picks that he probably wanted back. But, man, four touchdowns, 222 yards. To see him bounce back like that against another quality opponent, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, Pitt was missing the quarterback. Uh, that's picking, true. That's uh, very true. Well, I think he had an ankle injury. Right. I um, mean, they had to play – the backup, and I thought he did, you know, well for having to uh, spell or come in and play. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that was the issue. Uh, Miami's, you know, they're, I still think that they're one of the top-tier teams in the ACC. Yeah. They're just not on Clemson's level right now. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone is uh, at this point, uh, but they just proved to them prove to us that they are that second tier uh, yeah. of teams that's uh, capable of, you know, on the, on any given day of being able to compete at a high level. And they're, right now, I think everyone's trying to buy or play for the championship game to right. play against Clemson. Right. Um, so I think that's where teams are in this day and age. Uh, but I thought they played well um, yeah. after after the Clemson game against Pitt. Yeah, I, I think Miami is 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 right is is learning every week how to win, and I think that's what you want. And and you you you'd like to you like to learn how to win as opposed to losing. But at the same time, you learn from the losses and then you get better. That's a good sign of a team that's growing in the right direction. So shout out to Miami. They're, they're, they're moving in the right direction. Um, I don't know what Georgia Tech is. I really don't. I don't I don't know what they are. Um, against Louisville, they look like, you know, especially in that fourth quarter, they looked amazing. I mean, they, they scored 20 straight points. The defense showed up uh, and, and shut Louisville out in that fourth quarter. They looked amazing. Now, yes, they played Clinton. And Clemson has been busting everybody's behind. But I, I, but are they that bad? Or I don't know. I just don't know what Georgia Tech is. What, what are your thoughts well, on Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech is young. Okay. <laughs> uh, when you start, when I, I've, I mean, when you start playing young players, um, I mean, they have some experienced guys playing, but when you, especially at the quarterback position, uh, when you have young players, uh, playing um, in certain positions, you're going to be inconsistent from yeah. week to week. Um, you may have a good week, you may not have a, a good week. You may have some ups and downs during the course of the game. And so, as to me, that's what Georgia Tech is. Um, they're inconsistent uh, with their play. You really don't you really don't know what you're going to get uh, from week to week. Uh, but one thing you can say is they're competing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not giving giving up or doing those types of things, and so I just think you know when it's all said and done with uh, a Georgia Tech team or a t Georgia Tech team uh, uh, like them, they're just young and inconsistent. 
is 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 it strictly youth and just or is it just youth and, and knowledge of not seeing having seen enough to be prepared for bigger moments yet like you're just so young that there are just some moments that you're just simply not ready for yet like a clemson that's a lot to ask for a young team to prepare and to potentially try to win that game some players can block it out but it's really really difficult well i mean it's not fair to try to compare them to clemson uh, the clemson game um and Let's, I mean, be honest. <laughs> there's really no one, like we talked about, there's no one right now in Clemson's category. They're kind of the top tier. All, And then there's tiers, you know, down from there. Uh, you know, the second tier teams, you know, that that we deemed as, you know, com- contenders, uh, they're still there. And then you have another tier where you're kind of up and down and you see progress uh, being made, um, each week. Um, and so that's another tier and Georgia tech is just in that tier of inconsistency, um, when it comes to what they're going to get week to week. And then again, you know, this is the second year of coach Collins. Right. He's still trying to recruit the type of kids that he wants from an offense standpoint, defense standpoint. And they had to overhaul or turn over a, you know, a wishbone team. Right. Um, and so to me, he's done an amazing job just to uh, be competitive in his second year um, after having to turn over a whole wish, turn over a whole uh, wishbone team uh, from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, um, I'm sure he's, he's still recruiting the type of uh, players that they need to get to be competitive, but they're just not there yet. And yeah. so uh, that's what it is when it comes down to it. Well, let, let's look at Louisville. We talked about Louisville a minute ago, and I think what you just said about Georgia Tech also applies to Louisville. Coach Satterfield, young team, had to really overall a team that had been, dare I say, abused in some ways by Coach Bobby Petrino and had to spend that first year in the healing process and then now, you know, still young in, in every aspect of the game. Uh, and maybe they're still trying to learn how to win as well. Maybe they just quite, you know, they had a lot of success last year, but that came with a lot of veteran leadership, which they're missing this year. And they just, they they, they couldn't stop Georgia Tech. They, they played well against Georgia Tech for three quarters. And then that, that fourth quarter, just everything just fell apart and they couldn't score. Uh, credit to Georgia Tech for defense, uh, for shutting them down, but they just could not find it. But then... The defense, which we've been saying all season long, that, man, they got to get better, they got to get better, got to get better, showed up against a, a, a top five team in Notre Dame and held them to 12 points. But then the offense couldn't get into the end zone. So I, I, is it, I think it's what you just said, man. Young team still trying to figure out how to win, still trying to figure out how to play this game at a high level consistently each week, and, and they still got a ways to go. Yeah, I mean, they're in that tier, you know, of teams where there's progress one week and then you you see some uh, setbacks in certain areas. Uh, But for them to be competitive uh, in the Notre Dame game was a great sign. Uh, Even though they win the game and there are some things that they probably could do better. Uh, But just to be in the game, I mean, I think at one point they were, I mean, they, they were winning the game. Like seven to six, I do right. believe. 
And so the game ended up 12, you know, seven. Uh, and so that's a win in the sense of just trying to find some positives out of a negative. Uh, just, I mean, you like to win the game and then make corrections, but if you're going to lose a game, uh, you at least feel, I don't say feel comfortable, feel good, but you at least can uh, sleep at night with saying we did progress in, in, in one area or certain, certain areas, because as you mentioned, the defense has been a little suspect, uh, but they stepped up their game. And yeah. now, you know, I'm sure this week they're harping on the offense, just executing. Because, you know, when you sit and watch the film, I haven't watched the film, but when you sit and watch any film, and you, especially in a competitive game, there's always those moments that if we could have done this better, yeah, or if this yeah. missed assignment wouldn't have happened, yeah, this missed block or this throw or this catch, from an obvious standpoint, defensively is pretty much the same thing. You can sit there and watch the film and say, we if we can just do this a little bit better, right? You know, get get off blocks better. If you're a defensive lineman, you know, yeah, you know, shed. If you're a linebacker, fill the gap, whatever the case may be. DB, you know, if I can get my technique right, where the guy's not beating me right off the line of scrimmage, you know, there's always those things that you can find within and say, we did this better, this play would have happened this way. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that's something that Louisville, um, you know, even Florida State, um, you know, even the middle tier teams um, that are inconsistent from week to week uh, are, you know, they look at the film and say, if we can do this better, I think we'll be okay. So interesting enough, you know, you go to Notre Dame and you talk about Notre Dame and both of their opponents, uh, the last couple of weeks are the opponents that we played this week. And we'll get into that here uh, in just a minute, but they had seemingly no problem against Florida State and a huge problem against Louisville. And I would argue that in the totality of the season, uh, Florida State has the better defense. But they struggled mightily against Louisville's defense. They couldn't get anything going. Thank God Notre Dame can run the ball because if they couldn't run the ball, I don't know what they do because Ian Book has just not been the guy this season. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he can't make that, that next jump to the next level. And, and I just I, – it's weird. I just don't understand. Now, he can run. He can get – he can run. He can keep the chains moving in that regard. And that running attack has been uh, effective. They, they even put up uh, 232 rushing yards against Louisville this season uh, or Louisville last week uh, and held the time of possession, which seems to be what they're going after. Hold the time of possession, 36 minutes to 23 minutes to Louisville, 23 minutes, 24 first down. That's a – Pretty successful day in that regard. But at some point, you got to be able to throw the ball. And I don't know why they can't consistently do that. I don't know if it's a talent issue or if it's just Ian's not the guy that they thought he, he's not making the progression they thought he is. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, he, he he found the right guys against Florida State. And so that's what's weird about it. He did great against Florida State. I don't, I don't know what – I don't understand Notre Dame, man. Um. And, you know, I said it before uh, we played him, uh, Notre Dame, that if we could get him to a point where he played like like he did against Louisville, 
um, and we stopped the run, I thought we would have a chance. Uh, mm-hmm. But that he came out and was hitting his targets, and I think he was giving his uh, wide receivers some fifty-fifty balls. And I mean, he had some guys running open, but um, I don't know. Uh, Ian Book is is definitely and is the key to Notre Dame being able to compete with, you know, Miami, um, Clemson, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, those teams. Uh, he, he is the key. If he can find his rhythm in the passing game, and as we as we know, you've noted, the run game is okay. You know, regardless of who they're playing, you know, the run game, they, they, they know how to run, run the football. You know, their five offensive linemen are very good, you know, in the run game and passing game. Uh, but if he can't hit his target consistently, they're going to struggle against uh, those teams that I just you know mentioned. Um, and so that's going to be their biggest issue is if he plays well against all all those teams, uh, then you know they'll do well. But I don't think with a solid defense, they're going to be able to run the football as effective. Um, as they would like, and then it's going to be put on him. And then, again, you know, whenever you're playing against a quality team and you're in a competitive game, you have to step up in the passing game if they're going to take something away. Yeah. Because if I if I had to guess, if I was a defense coordinator, I would definitely take away the run and force them to pass uh, the football and, you know, mix in some some um, some – blitzes here uh, mix in a blitz look but drop the zone um and you know blitz man to man and just mix up some of the defenses just so it looks like a, a run blitz yeah but it's you know i'm protecting them you know making them throw the football yeah marco says he thinks and a lot of people feel this way that no dame is overrated just a hyped up media machine got them in the top and they're number four they're number three in the nation um, now that may change now that everybody is going to start playing this week with the Big Ten coming back, and I think uh, everybody's pretty much starts this week, I believe. So we'll see. I, I just Pac 12 doesn't start, right? Pac 12, I think, is the only one that's not starting, but I, I think there are like three or four conferences that are going off this week, so I don't know. I I, I don't like I said. I just don't know what to make of Notre Dame. I, I one minute you think okay they might be all right, and then the next you want I don't know what this is, but it's going to be interesting to see. Well, you know Notre Dame is another one of those teams that you know where they're we're four or five games in, and they they may be there at the end, and then again they may fall off. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. When they start playing. You know what the top tier teams, and so we'll see. There, there's still that question mark and wait and see uh, type team. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's jump into uh, man. The other thing that really has thrown me for a loop is Pitt. I don't Pitt. I don't know what Pitt team is going to show up, or maybe this is the Pitt thing team we thought they were. We yeah. thought all season that they would struggle offensively and the defense would hold them. But that doesn't seem to be the case right now because uh, it didn't work against Boston College. They lost Kenny Pickett. Uh, like you said, the backup was pretty decent. Joey Yellen, he was okay. Um, 
but still, I mean, listen, against Miami, it didn't it didn't work well at all. I they 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 got a lot of problems, and if they don't fix their offensive stuff, they they probably their season's going to be uh, pretty much what it is, like a five hundred, right around a five hundred team. Uh, well, yes, the defense, of course. Um... I was in a struggle. I mean, they, they gave up 31 points. Uh, but, I mean, some of that you have to chalk up to. They were on the field, uh, but especially early on. Uh, from what I saw, they were on the field a little bit more than uh, normal. Yeah. Uh, because uh, Yellen was uh, having a tough time moving the football, uh, the, uh, the offense, I should say. And so Pitt. What we knew of them at the beginning was yeah. offensively, you know, they were they were winning games, but they weren't scoring a lot of points against, uh, you know, Syracuse. Um, and I'm not sure who, who else. There was another game they had. Yeah. And then I mean, they, they have never gotten easy points. They're always yeah. really hard points. They, they got to fight to get those points. And, and that catches up with you after a while. That's true. That catches up with you now. Alan asked a really good question. He said, how much of Saturday was Notre Dame not executing, and how much was it of Sadako Satterfield coaching up the cards? Uh, I, that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't I don't know how to answer that one. Go ahead, Charlie. What are your thoughts? It's, it's a matter of both. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, Louisville is not like chopped liver. Like right. they they can't play. Um, they've just been inconsistent over the over the you know this season. Um, but they do have athletes, and when you have athletes that play hard and great, great effort, um, you know you have a chance. And that's one of the things you know I've heard from Florida State coaches. They said that you know they they turn on the the film and they have athletes. Yeah. And, uh, when you have athletes. And one of the things Louisville, I know against Miami, they struggled with was, you know, different looks defensively, meaning, you know, they may have an unbalance to the left and they don't account for the one back who's to the right. Yeah. And, you know, the overload, the defense overloads to the, to the strong side and leaves the weak side alone. And so Miami scored two touchdowns and that, that overload look, yeah. um, one on a counter, and then one on a, you know, pass play. Um, and so that's something, you know, you, you can scheme up. Uh, but if you don't get the right count and the right guys, you know, matching up, then it can be tough and you have those busts. And so what, all those things you can kind of fix. But I guess the offense was the, is the thing that I was kind of, thrown off because they, they were only must, able to muster seven points. Yeah. And I mean, you go from week to week, but I know we were able to get 24 points um, you know, out of the deal um, against Notre Dame. And so I was just curious to why they weren't able to, you know, score more points. No, I think you're right. I, I, I think it's a little bit of both. You, you, I think there's a learning curve for coaches as well. And Satterfield, I think, is still trying to find his groove as well. It's, it's, 
you know, and I, and this is not a knock on him. Please, anybody that's a little fan, don't take this as a knock. But it's just the reality. There's a huge difference between where he was and where he is. And yeah, he had phenomenal success last year, coach of the year last year. But at the same time, he he inherited a group of guys. Now we're starting to see his guys, and 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 it, it, there may be a talent difference right now. So and and they got to be coached up, and they got to understand the system, and they got to play a different a different way or a with a different intensity than maybe the guys did because maybe the guys last year had a lot more to prove than the guys this year the guys last year were coming off of hey we played in with for a bad coach and a bad system and blah 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 and it was and everybody thought it was all lamar and all those different things now you fast forward and now you got this new season and it's gonna be interesting to see if they can continue to make the adjustment to this this style of football and this conference, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a learning curve for coaches as well. I think uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, he's a second year coach, um, and he's had to uh, you know overcome some baggage uh, from the previous coach. And yeah. I just think um, it is something that I think we the second year coaches, first year coaches, you get excited about the pro the process, the progress that they've made. Yeah. A year. Yeah. Um, and then the second year, there's maybe some inconsistencies. But, you know, when it's all said and done, um, you want to see your team progress, you know, play with great effort, you know, execute. Um, and, you know, when you are trying to, as you mentioned, get your footing yeah. on your team, your imprint on the way they're going to play, it may take a few more years. Yeah. Um, to be able to get your guys that you want to recruit in there. Um, and you want to try to develop leadership. So when you're bringing in new guys, you're not having to play those guys, uh, a whole bunch of them, because we know when you start playing young guys, you're going to end up getting mistake, you know, mistakes here. And you just hope that they, that you're able to overcome them. A lot of Louisville fans on tonight, they're saying they, they think Cunningham is a lot more banged up than – uh, people are saying, and I think you're probably right because we're, we're, we're in week eight of the season, and here's the reality everybody has nicks and, and, and injuries and little things that are going on. And, and, and it, to be a hundred percent right now is probably not realistic. There's little things that are going on. Cunningham is coming off of an injury, uh, so he probably is, but he's the best option that they have. So he's probably toughing it out right now for his team. And we give him credit for that. You know, um, what about NC state, man? NC state takes care of Virginia, but then big Duke was not, not handedly. It wasn't just a blowout win. They, they kind of, you know, for, they had to fight through that one, you know, went down to halftime 20 to 14 had to come back and regroup. And we're able to shut Duke out in the second half, but a lot of that could be Duke not ever being able to put two halves together. Only doing that once this season. I mean, I'm just being honest, Charlie. I'm just being honest. Duke struggles with that. Yeah, that, that is that is part of Duke's uh, mo. Uh, yeah, this year is they struggle, you know, putting their complete game together. Yeah. Uh, but NC State is one of those teams um, when you sit back and look at them. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure what their record is, but uh, they four are, one. They're four and one. Yeah, they, they're they're one of those teams that they're in that tier. 
but they just don't seem like they belong. Um, That's a great way to say it. That's a great way to know, say they're, it. They're in that second tier yeah. as far as record is concerned, but they yeah. just don't seem like they belong uh, in the contenders uh, category. Right. And so we still have games to play, and that will kind of tell, you know, the story, you know, moving yeah. forward because – Against Duke, uh, I, I saw highlight where um, quarterback threw the ball to a guy in the corner, and the DB literally dropped the ball, and yeah. it went into the receiver's hands, and and so is that execution? <laughs> right, right, right. This is bad defense. This is bad defense. You know? Yeah. And so I mean, is that kind of stuff you need that to win games? But is that going to, you know, take you over the top against uh, that tier of Virginia Tech? Uh, or they already lost to Virginia Tech, but, yeah, uh, you know, Miami or any other team, you know, that, yeah. that has some some uh, some talent. So there's still a question mark as well. No, I, I agree 100% on that. Um, speaking of question marks, uh, <laughs> What is Boston College? I, again, another one of those teams. And that's why I say it's a mad world in the ACC right now. Man, we got about six or seven teams. We don't even know what they are. Like they, And they have talent. What the crazy part about it is these teams have talent. But they just – and I think what we're also seeing, Charlie, with Boston College, with NC State, with Louisville, uh, with Pitt, the warm-up game this year was a critical, critically lost component because none of them got that warm-up game, those 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 workout the kink games. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and then there's no fans. There's really no fans for real, not like it normally would be. I think all of those things really, really matter. And, and you're seeing that, uh, the, that the, the real – inconsistency or the lack of talent or whatever the case may be is showing up on the football field. And Boston College is definitely one of those things. Man, they got manhandled by Virginia Tech. Well, Boston College is a, has a first-year coach. And, you know, last year they they were in, they were in another system offensively. Yeah. And so they're kind of trying to change over that whole mode of thought process uh, as far as the offense is concerned. And so they're going to have those up and down games uh, when it comes to um, offensive production. Defensively, they've normally been a pretty good defense, um, but they've always lacked talent, you know, overall. I mean, they've had talent in certain spots, uh, and they've had some guys going to play professional football. Yeah. Uh, but overall talent, um, they just seemed like they just didn't have. Um, and so – they are first-year coach-looking team, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, that's a great point. That's a great, great, great point. Yeah. First year in, a COVID, in a COVID system, I mean, a COVID-driven yeah. uh, year, uh, where you know they look good one moment and another moment you're like, you know. But I think if you ask the coach um, the pr- progress they've made over the course of the year, I think he would be happy with that. Yeah, where they are. So now I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to help everybody because once again, Virginia Tech, <laughs> I, 
I, they're doing it. They're, they're somehow doing it. And and even the game that they lost to North Carolina, that was a shootout. That was a shootout. They 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 had opportunities to win that game. So, you know, and, and then they bounced back against Boston College very well. I don't know what the, I don't know how they're pulling this off. Because when you look at them in the eye test, you're going, wow, I don't this doesn't look like a really great team, but it is a really after a while when you start stacking up wins like they're doing, right. you gotta start saying, okay, maybe they are something. So they're three and one right now. I, I gotta start believing in something. I'm I'm starting to believe. What do you what do you think about Virginia Tech? Well, um, you know, Coach Fuentes. Uh, I thought he's always a, a very good coach. Um, and, you know, his first few years there, uh, people were trying to get him out the door and, you know, wondering if he was the right coach and all those different things. And now what he's doing uh, with the team, uh, being able to help them overcome the, the issues that they've had with guys being out, coaches being out. And they're just finding ways to, you know, win games uh, during that time. And that, uh, to me, helped build build the depth uh, that they're going to have moving forward. Uh, but, I mean, it went toe-to-toe with North Carolina. Uh, gave up a lot of points. Um, they did. Uh, but they also scored a lot um, as well. And so that's kind of a double-edged sword. Um, but the name of the game is to win games. And when you lose games, they're competitive. Uh, there are things that you can work out. So I think they're at a point now where they, they've shown that they can contend uh, with that, that, that tier. Um, I'm not sure if they're at a place with Clemson, but I think they're in that tier with, you know, they lost to North Carolina, um, but they're there with Miami um, as well, and Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be a fight to the end for them. Uh, but speaking of North Carolina, <laughs> your Seminoles held on for a massive victory this weekend against the Tar Heels. What is North Carolina? Are they? Is that just a? Did they just they got out to a slow start? Well, they, well, they definitely got out to a slow start. They were down thirty. What was it thirty-one to seven and a half? So they, they definitely got out to a slow start. But are they just? Are they just a team that? I don't know. Are they just a team that leans too heavily on Sam Howell to do everything, and they're not getting the production everywhere else they needed? Or what? What do you? What are your thoughts on North Carolina? Um, well, he was definitely a tale of two halves. Yeah. Um, you know, the first half, he was not very good. And then the second half, he was, you know, very good. Right. Um, and helping his team, you know, fight back uh, from that deficit. And so they just fell into a hole early. Um, I thought offensively, they were not very good in, in the first half. Um, they gave up some some bad plays. You know, Sam Howell just didn't look like he made good decisions. And he did get rushed a lot. Um, and they pushed the pocket on him, closed the pocket on him. And he made some, you know, tough, some bad decisions. Uh, 
in the run game. I thought Florida State did a good job of uh, managing their run, even though the numbers I thought were, you know, were good for North Carolina. Uh, but I thought they did a good job of managing uh, their run game. Yeah. And forcing Sam Howell to, you know, throw. Um, and, you know, I defensively, um, I mean, Florida State did well against them. Um, I just don't know where where North Carolina is. I, th- I think they're a good team, but I just don't think they're at level of – I mean, we're talking about competing with Clemson. I just don't think they're at that level. It doesn't um, feel like it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we're, it. We're talking about contending. And then, again, it's a one-game deal if you um, – if you have to play them, which I don't think they do this year. Um, but I just think they're in a they're in that that tier of teams where they can get beat by any given team on any given Saturday, as we right. saw this past Saturday. Um and there are enough teams like that that that's on their schedule that if they don't show up to play four quarters you know, they could easily, you know, lose two games or three games. Yeah. Well, Texas but I, fans. But I think they're solid. Texas fans have seen this from Mac Brown before. So they're saying, see, we told you so right now. But, <laughs> but, but I don't, I just, I, you're right. I don't know. What, Coach Mac. I love Coach Mac. I, I think Coach Mac is great here. Uh, but, but I, it's, it's interesting. Um, they, they, you're right. I just don't know. It's so again, ACC man, it just was just weird. Now I will say this: what has me nervous this week as uh, a Louisville fan is that Florida State is growing each week. Did they not? Did they not? They, did they lose another game? Yes, but they put up twenty six points, and and they looked their offense looked vastly better than it has, you know, all season long, which showed up again. This last week against North Carolina for the win. So if I'm a Louisville fan, I'm not comfortable this, and I am a Louisville fan. I'm not comfortable this week because this team seems to be finding its groove now. They're starting to figure some things out. Their their identity is becoming sure, uh, and they're staying 500 in the face, which is a scary proposition. Um, yeah, they uh, they've been progressing. From week to week, the strength of the team, as we thought coming in, would be the defense. Um, they've shown promise uh, the last couple of weeks, you know. And, and as I've said, you know, when you're struggling to win a game, uh, and when you're losing a game, you're trying to find things to hang your hat on. Yeah. And and one of the things they really hung their hat on in the Notre Dame game was once the game got out of hand, in a sense, um, the last drive of that game where Notre Dame was driving to score, um, they found a way to keep them out of the end zone. Um, And they made that a big deal. You know, it was like 42 to 26 at that time. And they made a big deal because Notre Dame went for it on fourth down um, and they kept them out of the end zone. And they made a, a really big deal out of that because that's something that they brought into this past week against North Carolina. Right. And they started to play some young guys. Uh, they made some mistakes, but they're playing great effort. Um, we actually 
came into the game with like three sacks <laughs> or four sacks, whatever it was for the season. And they ended up with four sacks in this game, which, you know, those are, those are all great. great that, that's what you want. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. And, and so I just, I just think they're in a place now where they found a quarterback that they feel comfortable with. And, and I, I've always you've heard me say it time and time again on the show that when you can find a quarterback that the team feels good about, it it just it excites everyone. It gets everybody excited. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, Charlie, I know we we we've already talked we talked about pretty much everybody. I won't I won't make you talk about uh, Duke, Syracuse, or Wake Forest. Although Wake Forest did get a win this past week. Uh, <laughs> But but Syracuse, I, I will say this about Syracuse. Um, I'm worried about Dino because we are we're in a win now culture, and and, for, and they seem to be regressing. And and I'm sorry, but you can't lose the Liberty. You just can't. But but Liberty is good. Let's, let's be fair. Liberty is um, is is not bad. I mean, they're no, they're, I don't know. They're actually a pretty good team, and they'll yeah, beat absolutely. and they'll beat some um, other teams that are in like Syracuse's, you know, class or talent level, absolutely. Or state of the program, and so. But but you are, and I both know NCAA sports, Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 Syracuse alumni are not going to be happy losing to to Liberty. They're just that's. That's that's a tough one to explain. Uh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump right in and let's pick them, man. We got some great games coming up this week. Uh, Syracuse, speaking of Syracuse, uh, God, uh, that, that's not a pick them. <laughs> that is, we already know uh, Clemson going to win that one. It's just by how many? It's well, the, you know the line. Go if you go to betonline.ag, the line is forty six, and I have a feeling that Clemson is going to cover. <laughs> They're going to cover. Uh, the question is, will they cover in the first half? Oh, that's so sad. I mean, they that's are, so sad, but so true, so true. They, they did it against uh, <laughs> a couple other teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Trevor Lawrence played the third quarter after the third quarter. He won't play the whole third quarter. Yeah. It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really, really tough. We got a prediction right now. 63-6. I don't think you're far off. No. I don't think you're far off, Marco. I really don't. That I know that sounds way off, but I, I just don't think you're far off. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, NC State in North Carolina. Charlie, who you got in that one? This, who's playing? Who's at home? Uh, North Carolina's going to be at home. I, I'm going to go with North Carolina. I, I just think that they're going to rebound um, from the Florida State loss. Uh, I'm sure they feel like they um, could have played better, which I know they would have. And they dug themselves in a hole um, against Florida State. So even though North Carolina State is – playing okay yeah uh, i think it'll be a competitive game but i'm a, i'm gonna go with north carolina all right i i think i'm gonna join you on that one i i i think they're better than what they showed this past weekend i think that was probably hopefully their wake-up call mac is good about rallying the troops around 
uh, losses like that, I think they'll be okay. They'll bounce back. So uh, that was on ESPN at uh, 11 a.m. Central, 12 noon. Uh, Notre Dame and Pitt, or old school Big East rivalry game, coming to the ACC. What do you, what do you got in that one? Um, Pickett is not playing, which I know he had an He's eight not. Eight. That that was just announced that, that he's not. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with Notre Dame. I just feel like Pitt, from an offense standpoint, won't be able to put up any points or very many points. Um, and Notre Dame, with their run game alone can you know secure a win um so i'm gonna go with notre dame this is an interesting one to me because pitt's defense is good they just don't have any offense but the yelling kid was not bad yeah he, he came played well considering how young he is so this is interesting to me because notre dame can't pass the ball i think another low scoring game I'm going to go with Notre Dame, but I'm thinking it's going to look a lot like that Louisville game. It's going to look a lot like that Louisville game. Now, Marco thinks that uh, NC is going to get the uh, another long. NC State is going to get the win, and he's picking Notre Dame as well against Pitt. I, but I don't think it – might be a little strong. I'm not, I'm not willing to say that. I'm thinking it's going to be more like a, another 17-16 very low-scoring game. I just don't because they just can't manufacture points like that. Notre Dame just doesn't feel like they can manufacture points like that. So it'll be interesting. Um, Gene Tech, Wake Forest, who you got in that one? I'm going for Virginia Tech. Um, I, I mean, Wake Forest, of course, plays their style, and uh, they had a very good game this past weekend. They did, uh, and maybe maybe they're progressing as well you know over the course of the year uh, i thought they played well over the course of these games um they just hadn't come up the wins um against some of the top tier teams so right but i'm gonna go with uh, virginia tech i think they're playing well well at this juncture of the season offensively and defensively to uh, be able to get the win even though they're going to plan on the road yeah Virginia Tech has figured something out. And, and and the one thing that you can say about Virginia Tech, maybe more than any uh, anybody not named Clemson on this list, they have 100% bought into whatever is being sold by their coaching staff. Because for them to have, as for them to be playing second and third thing, everybody almost, they're playing at a high level. So I'm going with Virginia Tech as well on that one as well. Uh, Georgia Tech and Boston College. Who you got in that one? Oh man, this is a this is a tough one to pick um, because they. Oh, it, it's so tough, Charlie. Break down. There we go. <laughs> Charlie, you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Can't hear me. Yeah, you barely. Yeah, there you go. Nope, you lost it again. Marco saying Virginia Tech is uh, going to be Wake Forest. I agree with you, Marco. Uh, Charlie's going to sort out his sound there for us and see what's going on. Give him a second to kind of gather his stuff. I I'll go first on that with Georgia Tech, Boston College. I agree with Charlie. This is a tough one to pick, man, because you got Georgia Tech who has clearly has talent. 
Uh, they can run the ball. They run the ball actually pretty well. But the inconsistency of their quarterback scares me. Here's Boston College who can't stop the run. So this game kind of plays in Georgia Tech's favor. But then the other side of this is you never know what Georgia Tech is going to show up. So I don't really know how to go with this. And I think I'm going to go Georgia Tech. I'd love to hear what you guys think about that one. Um, I think I'm going to go Georgia Tech on this one. And, 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 and again, that's one of those ones that you don't know. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to probably be a close uh, game. Uh, Bet Online has this one. Let's see what the line is on this game. Bet Online has this one as uh, Boston College's three-point underdog. So they're they're thinking like we're thinking. Uh, a very close game. Here's Marco. Marco saying it's the same thing. He's saying within four points, Georgia Tech, Boston College, over Boston College by four. I think you're probably right. Uh, that's going to be a very, 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 very close game. Uh, while we're waiting on Charlie to come back, I'm going to go ahead and make my other picks here. Uh, Virginia, Miami, man, I, I, like, I, like I've been saying all season, I think Miami is the real deal. Um, and, um, they, they are just solid all the way across the board. Um, Charlie, we, I think we got you back now. If you can, let's see if we got you on. Uh, well, Charlie, if you can hear me, <laughs> God bless technology. I tell you, well, while Charlie's efforting to get back on, uh, yeah, but I think Miami's the real deal. This one might not even be close guys. Uh, I think Miami's going to really dominate this one. I agree with you, Marco, 32, 17. Uh, that, that's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one for, uh, Virginia that I, Miami just, Seems like they are the team we think they are, but they just um they just they 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 just growing, they're learning, they're young, they're figuring it out. But they are a really, 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 really good team. We're talking about Miami and Virginia, Charlie. Uh I got Miami in that one. Who you got on that one? Uh yes, I'm gonna go with Miami. Um I think they're playing well. Uh they've been playing well all season. They just had a hiccup against uh Clemson which yeah. teams are doing these days. Uh, but I, I I do believe, you know, DJ, um, even though he had two picks this past week, the defense is playing uh, well, um, and that's kind of what you want. Uh, when your offense is as explosive as they are, yeah. um, if your defense can play well and get stops uh, when you need them um, to get the football back to their offense, I think you have a good shot. And so yeah. – I do believe Miami will win this game. I got you. And then we have to get your official pick on the Georgia Tech-Boston College game. I went with Georgia Tech, but very close. I don't think this is going to be a blowout in any way. Well, I'm going to go opposite. Um, oh! Even though I don't believe Boston College will win the game, but just so, <laughs> just so we can have opposites. Um, but, I, I, but Boston College, you know, they've been playing okay. Um, yeah, and, and this is a pick 'em game because you never know which well, I mean, what team is going to really show up, right? Uh, because they've kind of both been inconsistent in, in in their games, and so, but I'm gonna go with Boston College, um, just because, just because, just because <laughs> I got you. 
All right, so Louisville and Florida State, the final pick of the night. Uh, on betonline.ag, Louisville is a four-and-a-half-point underdog as of today. Say what? Uh, they, they are a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Well, listen, like I said, man, Florida State has been trending up. So I understand that line. I actually do understand that line, and I, and I hate to say it as a Louisville fan, but I agree with that line. Uh, now, my heart probably, I don't think either of our hearts is going to allow us to pick opposite of our team. So we. So I think we already know what the picks are. But I'll ask you, Charlie, what do you think the key to victory is for Florida State? And then I'll give you the key to victory for Louisville. Uh, well, from a defensive standpoint, the key is is to make sure that they control Tutu uh, Atwell um, in his jet sweep game and also his deep throws. Because um, I think. He's a he's a threat when he has the ball in his hands. Yeah, uh, and they got to control the run game, uh, which I thought they did a good job against uh, uh, North Carolina. Uh, they didn't stop the run game, but they controlled it um, enough because that's one of North Carolina's strengths. And they got to put, you know, they got to make uh, what's his name, Mikael Cunningham. Yeah. Cunningham, Cunningham, you know, make him a uh, pocket passer um, and make him beat you from the pocket, close the pocket, but not allow him to escape. And then offensively, uh, they just have to continue to be balanced. Um, yeah. You know, they, they can't rely. You know, I thought um, Jordan, of course, he's going back to Louisville where he kind of started. Um, I thought he did a good job protecting himself. Uh, when he ran the football, um, and also, you know, he made some good decisions passing game. I, I like to see him be a little bit more, um, have a better decision making while he's in the pocket, you know, going through his progressions and staying in the pocket, um, and then moving out to, you know, by time, which he was able to do um, early on, and then late, you know, he did well running his leg. But we got to run the ball. I mean, Notre Dame, <laughs> you know, as you mentioned, had a very good day of running the football, and yeah. I think if they can run the football, then they'll have a good chance of controlling the clock and also giving uh, giving them a different look uh, as well. And Florida State's done a good job of running the football. Um, you know, we, we talked about the offensive line being terrible and all of that. They've done, to me, you know, they've done an admirable job of, you know, being able to protect the passer and, of course, having a mobile quarterback helps you, helps on the offensive line because if a guy misses a, a block and a quarterback moves out of the way, <laughs> people are like, oh, the offensive line, they may be still terrible, but yeah. quarterback's able to get out. And so yeah. I just think that's um, – and then on the Louisville side, they just got to be able to, from a defensive standpoint, got to be able to stop the run. Yeah. Um, if they're going to be able to do anything, they got to be able to stop the run and not give up in many big plays. Uh, then offensively, they got to be able to establish a run. And then Cunningham has to be better. Um, you know, I'm hoping he's not better. But <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's, uh, you know, uh, he has to be better, um, you know, in all aspects. And he may be injured uh, more than we, we think. But I just hope he doesn't get healthy this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 
I will hope for the opposite in that I hope he does get up this week. You know, um, Jordan Travis has been great. He's the answer, I think, to, to, like I said before, to the entire season uh, for Florida State. And I think that's the key to either victory or defeat for Louisville. They've got to try to find a way to rally him uh, and, and get to him early, uh, rattle him early, and keep him guessing the whole time. They've got to throw some looks at him that he hasn't quite seen. Definitely stop the run. But I think this is a defensive game. This is a deep game where the defense has to show up and do big things. And, and, and they got to keep – the offense has to keep Cunningham upright. Uh, he can't be taking bad hits. Uh, and a lot of these weeks he's taking really, really bad hits. And that starts to take a toll on you as the game uh, progresses. Marco is saying he thinks Lord was going to get it by one point, a very close game. I think it will be – uh, what is Marco saying? Marco said 2019 at Louisville. All right, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alvin said Louisville's got to keep everything in front of the secondary. Uh, Yang tackle after the contact. Uh, it, it, I agree with all of that. I think the defense is the key. I think this is this is a defensive game uh, by far, and if they don't, he's <laughs> laughing. Uh, if they don't, if they don't manage that defense and, and bring the same defensive effort that they played in against Notre Dame to this game, then they're going to it's going to be you know be quickly be in a blowout. But if they bring that effort, they have a real shot to pull this off. Uh, now, will they? I don't know. That's, that's a great question. I don't know. But I'm going to ride with them. That's my pick. Um, Obviously, Charlie's going with Florida State because we can't do that. We just can't be going against our spot. So there you go. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. I'm um, looking forward to coming back with you on um, Monday for our Facebook recording. And then the podcast is up wherever podcasts can be heard on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But Charlie, then again, it is great to see you. We're getting close to being able to start talking about ACC basketball as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun, man. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for pulling up everybody tonight. Those who uh, are rocking with us all night long, we appreciate you. Shout out to all the noise makers who pulled up. And uh, Charlie, we'll do it all over again, man. Sounds good. And uh, all right. good to see you back. And uh, we'll continue to be praying for you, you and your family. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that, man. All right, to the rest of you, enjoy your weekend, and we will see you again. Believe in the ACC. This Monday night, out for the uh, Facebook recording, for the podcast. Have a great evening. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms. And we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.